Welcome to the Daily Detox Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Center, integrative health practitioner, licensed occupational therapist, and your health detective. I'm excited to share with you natural, evidence-based, and effective solutions for achieving wellness. Become educated and empowered to transform your health for a more vibrant and happy life. Welcome back, everyone. It's so good to be with you all today. Uh, elephant in the room, I changed my podcast name. My podcast used to be the Holistic House Podcast, and now it is Daily Detox with Steph. I made the switch, honestly, to be more visible. It was I was getting a lot of feedback that it was hard to find me on different platforms because of my name. And while I love the name Holistic House and my company is still Holistic House and my website is still Holistic House, my podcast name, I needed something that was easier to find and had my name in it. So my podcast is now Daily Detox with Stephanie Center. Still the same content, just a new name. Um, You can find me by typing in Daily Detox or by typing my name in, which obviously you've been able to find me successfully if you're listening. But that was the whole reason for the change. Uh, So I hope you can get used to it as I'm getting used to it. Um, I have a great episode prepared for you today with the election happening tonight and with COVID cases rising and areas going back into lockdown. Like, oh my goodness. I thought it would be appropriate for us to take a deep breath and dive into some self-care and mindfulness strategies. Today, you are going to learn basically how to take care of you and also how to not feel guilty about it because so often I think we mistake free time for availability, and those are two very different things. I don't know about you, but for me, it can be a real challenge to say no to people. I am definitely a yes girl. And honestly, I think that contributed to my downfall and my health decline because I was always saying yes to everyone. And I was such a busybody that I was literally burning the candle at both ends and wearing my adrenals out. My DHEA is was chronically low, which your DHEA is like your mother hormone. It helps you to create your estrogen and progesterone and so forth. And so if your DHEA is tanked, then your other hormones are tanked too. You're not producing them. And that's never a good thing. So this year I started challenging myself to take a step back and evaluate where I wanted to spend my time and who I wanted to spend my time with. Because time is a currency that you can't replace or trade. And so it's really important to be in alignment with your values and who you are. And I truly believe that you are a combination of the five people you spend the most time with. So consider those five people wisely. As we approach the holiday season, I am really looking forward to just living in the moment better because I've brought awareness to the importance of living in the moment and taking time to be intentional and reflect on the things that matter the most. I think that with this COVID season, with this pandemic, it's really given us as as a population the it's afforded us the ability to take that step back and to be like, whoa, who am I? What do I value? What's important? And I think that that's one really positive thing that has come out of this pandemic is is giving us that moment of pause to to really be reflective. I love the holidays. Love, love, love the holidays. I'm already, I've got my Mariah Carey Christmas album ready to go. (laughs) Well, actually the day you're listening to this is election day. So it's after, so I've probably listened to this album by now. (laughs) I've got it ready to roll on November 1st. Um, And I really, I'm really looking forward to hopefully spending some time with you this holiday season at one of my virtual events. I've got a lot of fun things coming up and it would be really awesome to have community with you and actually see you in, I'm going to use air quotes, like virtual person. I, that's the heart and soul of this podcast is to build community 
And I think that these virtual events will allow us to come together with the mindset of learning and growing. And I think that good things will come from that. So I am hosting a free class. It's called The Low Tox Life. And tox just stands for toxin. I'm just trying to sound cool here. The Low Tox Life. In this class, we talk about what toxins are, how they affect our health. And then I provide you with some real solutions, some real things that you can do to both limit your exposure to toxins And the toxins that I'm talking about, I go over toxins that are commonly found in self-care products. So like ingredients that should be banned that aren't, basically. I go over common, like my favorite offenders in foods. So common toxins found in nutrition labels that you can look for. And then I also go into environmental toxins and I talk a bit about glyphosate and what it really does to our body and why we should uh, foot with our dollars and, and try to stay away from it. But I also understand that we are going to be exposed to toxins that we can't live in a bubble. And so I also give you some strategies for mitigating the effects that they have on your health. If you are somebody who struggles to lose weight, Like if you've tried different diets and exercises and you're just not seeing results, my guess is that you're hanging on to some toxins that are preventing your liver from being able to metabolize and therefore having sluggish digestion. Your liver impacts your gallbladder and your pancreas health. And those are the organs that secrete things like bile and enzymes to help you break down and absorb your food. So if those organs aren't functioning optimally, then your digestion is going to be sluggish. If you're interested in taking this class, I'm having it again on Wednesday, December 2nd at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can sign up for this class using the Lotox Life link that I have in the show notes, or you can visit me on Instagram at Holistic Stephanie Marie. And I have a link in my bio that you can sign up for this class. And that just means that if you go to Instagram and you go to my page, I've got a little bio that says like who I am and what I do. And then there's a link at the bottom of that bio. If you click on that link, it'll pull up a tab with different options. And Low Tox Life is one of those options. You literally just click that link. I think you put your name and your email address in. And then I will email you the Zoom invite because we're, we're having this course over Zoom. My upcoming groups for my 10-day liver detox, and also I think this is a really, I think the Low Tox Life is a good course to attend if you're considering doing the 10-day liver detox because it, we break down how toxins affect your body. In the 10-day liver detox, it's all about getting rid of the ones that are, that are festering inside your body um, that really need that extra push to get out. So my upcoming groups for the rest of 2020 are set for November 11th and December 9th. And if you are interested in either of these groups, you'll want to sign up probably at least five to seven days before November 11th or five to seven days before December 9th, because once you sign up, I send you a kit in the mail. And so you want to give about five business days for that kit to arrive. If you're like, what the heck is she talking about? Um, My 10-day liver detox program is something that I created to basically push the reset button on your liver so that you can lose the weight, you can clear your skin. If, If you're somebody that has acne or your skin is breaking out, that is literally your body pushing toxins outside, like through your skin. That tells me that your liver is really congested because... Ideally, those toxins are being released through the three P's, pee, poop, and perspiration. And if you are, if your skin is breaking out or if you're having like eczema or something autoimmune, that's telling me that there is some metabolic dysfunction happening inside of you and that your body is literally like forcing toxins out through your skin, which is not, uh, not ideal. This program also helps to uh, support your body in preventing chronic illness. As I I kind of alluded to before, liver health is tied to all metabolic diseases, and that includes some of our most prevalent, like hypertension and diabetes and obesity. And I am a huge advocate for prevention, and I think that that's something that is missing from our traditional 
healthcare system, we focus, it, it like really gets my blood boiling that we focus so much of our time and attention on early detection. You know, go get, go get a colonoscopy, detect that cancer early so we can treat it. Well, why don't we prevent that cancer from happening in the first place? Or why are we so focused on giving money to organizations to come up with a cure for certain cancers? Why aren't we giving money to organizations to prevent the cancer from happening in the first place? It just, anyways, something I'm really passionate about. And so I feel like this, this liver detox program is in alignment with, with my core beliefs and values of preventing illness in the first place. Um, and the reason I target the liver well, I have a lot of reasons that I target the liver, but it is the largest organ inside your body. And it is the main organ that purifies your blood and your blood literally goes everywhere, right? If you cut yourself on your toe, if you cut yourself on your earlobe, you're going to bleed. And so if you're, if your blood isn't clean, then it's, you're just asking for, for metabolic chaos. So that's why I target the, the liver. The liver actually has over 500 functions, but the one that really sticks out to me is detoxification and purification. And that's why I call my program the 10-Day Liver Detox, because this is a program that helps your liver to naturally detoxify. It's not, I don't want to be misleading. It's not like a juice cleanse or anything like that. I actually, you're eating three meals a day for 10 days during this program. And I really don't like the term detox because I think it implies something, something else that it's, that it's not, but, but it's it's the best name that I think, I think it's a fitting name because you're helping your body to detoxify. So that's why I call it the 10 day liver detox. Um, So for 10 days, we're strategically supporting the liver's ability to detoxify. Um, I, I come up with, I give you 30 meals. So three meals a day for 10 days. Uh, I provide you with a grocery store guide. So you literally don't have to think about anything. You just take that guide with you to the grocery store and you know what you're going to do for the next 10 days. And I've picked really liver loving foods, foods that really support the liver health. And then I provide you with strategic supplementation, which is why you need to sign up for this course at least five to seven business days before it begins, because I'm going to mail you your detox kit. Uh, The supplementation is um, a drink mix. So you're going to you're going to take this drink throughout this program. Uh, I think it's delicious. I like the vanilla. And you're also going to take some capsules that really push your, that phase one, phase two liver detoxification. Uh, and I also know, I understand that everybody has a different palate. So if there's something on the menu that you don't like, a food that you don't enjoy eating, I do have alternatives for you. So I wouldn't uh, let that deter you. If you're feeling lost and I'm just, I'm upset a lot of information, no worries. I kick off each uh, group, each cohort with a masterclass on liver health and how the detox process works in your liver so that you know exactly what's happening in your body during this program. And I provide you with support throughout the 10 days. So we meet on day one, day five, and day 10. And I will say, I don't think it's that hard of a program. I think that you've, I can guarantee you, you've done harder things in life than eating healthy foods for 10 days. <laughs> um, and my clients who have gone through this program, I'm telling you, it's just amazing. They have been able to both lose weight and keep it off because they've improved their body's ability to metabolize and absorb nutrients. So uh, if you're interested in doing that, I, I also have a link to that in the show notes, and I'll have a link to that on my Instagram at Holistic Stephanie Marie. I think I shared with you all on my last episode that I'm working on creating my one-on-one practice. This is like my heart and soul here. I am going to be offering functional diagnostic testing where we look at hormones, we look at food sensitivities, we look at gut function, we identify some toxins that are lurking in your body, and and so much more to identify some healing opportunities. So I can provide you with some individualized treatment plans based on your unique body and your unique needs. I think that's another issue that we have with traditional medicine is we kind of blanketly treat everybody with the same stuff and not everybody has the same mitochondrial health. 
not everybody metabolizes estrogen the same. So we cannot treat everybody the same. We have to treat everybody uniquely. And so I I think it's really neat. I've partnered with some amazing companies to be able to give you the best possible protocols and and care based off of your unique results. So right now I am putting all of that together. If you're interested in getting testing done, uh, reach out to me and when we'll have a we'll have a conversation and um, yeah, maybe I'll have something special in store for my first my first group. Oh, and if you haven't grabbed your free copy of my Detox Essentials Guide, get it. Head over to my Instagram at Holistic Stephanie Marie, and you can get it from the link in my bio. I'll attach it to the show notes here too. Um, this is a really nice, simple four-step guide that will give you the habits and strategies that will help you become successful in any weight loss or wellness program. Because it's really important that you've got a good foundation for any of those things. And this will provide you with that. It's totally free. And I think it's really easy to understand and follow. So grab it. Um, like I said, it's in, in my Instagram or the link in the show notes. Now, let me introduce today's guest, Ashley Sundergaard. I had the best time chatting with Ashley She gave me so many aha moments. I felt like I left this conversation with my mind completely blown. (laughs) Ashley Sondergaard is a yoga entrepreneur, a self-care mentor, love it, and a lover of all things wellness. After the birth of her second daughter, Ashley learned that hustling through life was not sustainable. I'm learning that lesson now. (laughs) And She leaned further into her yoga practice, which I think is so awesome. And she dived further into meditation and holistic well-being to discover how amazing a life of self-care and self-discovery can truly be. Today, she runs Ashley Sundergaard Yoga, which is an online and sometimes outdoor yoga business specializing in self-care-focused yoga classes workshops, and mentoring, and she is the host of the Yoga Magic Podcast. What I think is really unique about Ashley is she is not, she's not your typical yoga instructor. She is a self-care focused yoga instructor. And as an occupational therapist, what do we focus on? Self-care. And so she was right up my alley. I think she offers a lot of insight. She is really really strong intuition. And if you're if you're interested in podcasts that dive deeper into self-care and meditation, I highly recommend her podcast. It's really relaxing and engaging and it really gets you to think differently. And I think that that's anything that challenges you to think differently, I think is a good thing. So please help me in welcoming Ashley. Enjoy this show. It's I can't wait. Just enjoy it. (laughs) Well, hi, Ashley. Thank you so much for joining me on our show. I'm so, so honored that you are taking time out of your day to spend with us. Um, For our listeners, do you care to just uh, introduce yourself and tell a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, thanks so much, Stephanie. I'm excited to be on the show. I was listening to it quite a bit last couple of days, and I just I love your vibe. You're very honest, which I'm a big fan of. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm Ashley Sondergaard. I am a yoga teacher. I am a self care enthusiast, and I'm a lover of all things um, wellness and well being. I started um, teaching yoga, gosh, like nine years ago now, and I, I just, I loved, um, I loved the physical practice of yoga when I started. That was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do yoga because I want like a six pack. <laughs> well, turns out <laughs> there's a lot more to yoga than just that. <laughs> and fast forward, you know, several years later, almost a decade now, yoga has, has shaped so much of my life. It's helped, um, it's helped navigate a career. It's helped me understand what I actually want in life and, you know, what my motivations are. And um, I started teaching on my own about a year ago. I started my own business teaching 
digital classes and I teach a lot in back backyards right now because there's this thing called COVID. So I go yeah. and teach there. <laughs> and then I started a podcast um, as well, like you, just talking about a lot of it, same things, like, you know, well-being and discovering, you know, the, the, our own path to, to feeling really good. So it's been so much fun. And I love talking with fellow, you know, wellness enthusiasts, people that are down to get into the meat of like, we should actually feel really good. It's okay to feel good. Right? <laughs> yes. Amen to that. <laughs> okay. So you just said, I have so many questions. For, I want to unpack what you just right. went into. <laughs> um, where to begin? So can you tell us, so, so you didn't start off in yoga. Where did you start out and how did you find yoga and how did you, how did you make, how did you decide that that was going to be your path? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I started off in yoga as a practitioner and I think like most of us that find our way to yoga, um, it's, it is a physical practice. Like over here in, in the West, like yoga is, it's a business, right? People come to yoga, um, for a lot of reasons. And for me, like the initial, initial practice was about that physical element. I wanted to be in the heat. I did hot yoga. I wanted to jump around. I wanted to have fun. And actually the first class I ever did was something called yoga sculpt. And it was an all Britney Spears class. (laughs) No way. It was so great. And I remember being like, this is where I need to be. This is amazing. (laughs) And so you know, after practicing and realizing like, wow, I feel really good. This is so much fun. I started to allow myself to get further into just like the other limbs of yoga. So there's eight limbs of yoga and asana, which is the physical practice, which you think of when you think of yoga in, you know, our society today is one small part of what yoga with a capital Y is. And when I started to, you know, explore those other limbs and explore you know, why I was feeling good. And it wasn't just a physical thing anymore. I learned that, you know, I have a lot of control over my life, that this idea of non-attachment, which is a a yogic thought to Prayagraha is, you know, I don't, I don't have to do anything. If I don't, if I can be totally unattached to what my physical body looks like and still gain so many benefits from the practice of yoga. So it started there, you know, with that physical sense, and then it grew into so much more, you know, as I started to practice more, I made decisions about what I wanted to do, what my actual values were in life. I think a lot of us are like, oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go to school and then I'm going to go to grad school and then I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to have the house and I'm going to have the babies and all the things. And like, at that time I was like, I don't really know what I want. Like, I don't, I don't, do I want kids? I don't know. Do I, I should think about that. <laughs> um, so this self-study piece really came yeah. into play and I started to teach yoga and it just kind of blew up my world. Like, Oh wow. This, I can study myself. I can be a student on this journey and I can yeah. share it with others and grow together. So I started to teach all sorts of different types of yoga. Now I teach Um, vinyasa which is like a flow I teach restorative yoga which is like guided nap time it's amazing (laughs) and I I also teach that (laughs) isn't that the best like who doesn't want to just lay around on pillows really (laughs) like you're that for me personally restorative is like like for your mind like as much for your mind as is your body like I leave that feeling like like I I don't know how to put a deep breath into words but that's (laughs) yeah. yeah Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. I don't even need to put it in words. I love it. <laughs> so, okay. I, I didn't know. And so sorry, I'm a little yoga illiterate. What, so what are the different limbs and are they all physical in nature or like, how does that work? There's, well, there's eight limbs and they are, they are not all physical in, in nature. You know, there, there's so much to it. And actually, as you're working through the limbs, you're kind of working further away from those, like, those physical manifestations of yoga, you know, there's, there's the breath, there's Mm. the ethical choices that you make. Um, and you know, if you just, even just like there, I I will say that, you know, the limbs of yoga, and if you really want to study any of the limbs, there's so many different books and different paths to go. If it's, you know, if you're on a spiritual path, you might go one way. If you're wanting to explore Mm. what the physical pieces are of yoga, you, you can go another way. So I like, I like to think of myself as sort of a, 
as like an entry level point into yoga, that first base, you know, like I'm here for the physical asana and then like little droplets of like, and we're also going to incorporate a little breath work and, mm-hmm. you know, these nuggets for people to go down all of the other limbs. So, so there's tons, I mean, there's like tons of, of layers to it. Um, yoga philosophy is, we could do like a whole episode on that because <laughs> it's so amazing. Oh, but wow. I think where like, I like to think of it as, is like, what are you drawn to first? Like, is mm. it, you know, is it meditation? Is it, that's an, that's a piece of yoga. Absolutely. Is it the physical practice? Is it the breath? Um, and then go from there and start to explore more and more. Oh, that's so neat. That is so, I didn't, I didn't know all of that before. Um, like I know that they, that you incorporate breath work into yoga and that um, oftentimes instructors will say like, close the, the reel that is like those five occurring thoughts, you know, that keep right. floating back. Um, but to hear it put like that really is, um, that's helpful. Well, and it's really organize. interesting about meditation. Like, I like how you talk about that. Like, you know, the teachers will tell you to close it off and it's hard. I mean, it's hard but for all of us yeah. <laughs> to get there. <laughs> physical practice, physical asana, the movement of yoga was actually really the warm up historically to the oh. meditation. So if you think about it like that, like we're just getting all the wiggles out. And then that's why <laughs> Shavasana, the last pose that you take in class where you just lay, mm-hmm. is so amazing. Because that was sort of the point of the whole practice <laughs> to get to that. To point. get to that. I've always wondered that. Okay. So the whole so you're basically are you readying your body and your mind both to meet in that same kind of point of being in the present moment? Yes. Yes. I mean, I think it's different for everyone. And I know you would, you kind of talked about like the therapeutic benefits of yoga when we were talking about getting together. And I just, it's actually like, I think, and so many people have different reasons for what they, why they do yoga. So to answer Mm. your question, um, how I look at it is, is based on the nervous system. So if you're in, you've taken a physical yoga class, um, this would be different than restorative. So if you're going to take like a, like a vinyasa flow or like I, I teach yoga sculpt where we're like jumping around, we're doing jumping jacks, like kind of yoga, kind of fitness class. Anyways, awesome. you're, you're giving yourself like these mini, um, stressors, right? Like that's your heart rate's coming up. You're putting your body into a little bit of stress. You're mm-hmm. putting your body into, um, sympathetic nervous system, which is a good thing to know what that feels like to be in a bit of a stressed state so that, you know, when you are in a real stressful situation, like, um, I'll use example, like the other day, I could not find my daughter at target for like two seconds. That was super stressful, but I'm so used to that. Like, okay, a little bit of heightened sense of awareness. Like I'm in that, that parasympathetic nervous system that I was ready for it. I was like, okay, this is, I can do this. Um, and that's, so that's one side of like the, you know, the physical part. And then when you get to Shavasana, when you get to corpse pose at the very end of the class, or if it's meditation or whatever it is when you're ending, you, you switch into the parasympathetic nervous system. So rest and digest. Out of fight or flight, which we're in a lot of our days, I mean, sadly, yeah. um, into rest and digest. And that's where, you know, I know you talk so much about the journey of, of the gut and just like being mm-hmm. healthy within. If your body is in fight or flight, if you're stressed to the max all the time, you're not breaking down food. You're not going to the bathroom. Like you're not sleeping. And so giving yourself for full permission at the end of a yoga class to take Shavasana for a while, if you can do it, because it's hard. I'll admit it is hard to just lay. (laughs) (laughs) If you can do it, get yourself into that fight or flight. Mm. So many benefits that will move into, you know, several hours in the next day. Um, for your body to just kind of reset. I love that so, so much. So what, so what are some of the other therapeutic benefits of yoga? So giving the body an opportunity to, I I completely agree. And I think there's a lot of research to support that we, you know, we, I've actually um, found some research that says that we are more stressed than like our grandparents were like the stress that we come into in a month is, is, is more than our grandparents had in their lifetime. And and we have things like, uh, you know, like, and even as women, like 50 years ago, women were in the house, they weren't working. So now we're working, we're still raising the families, we're doing all the things. 
And then on top of that, there's social media and all this other stuff. And like, of course, like we are constantly in a state of, of, a, of the, our, our sympathetic nervous system. Our right. cortisol is constantly elevated. Um, so I, yeah, like I can just attest personally doing a yoga class at the end. Like I, I feel it. I know I'm in mm-hmm. parasympathetic and it's hard to stay in that. Like it lasts for a little bit. Like you have that kind of runner's high, but it's a, a yoga high. I don't know what to call it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then it kind of tapers off, but I'm, there has to be more benefits. I'm thinking that come along that accompany that when, when you're doing a yoga practice consistently. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I think, you know, again, it's different for everyone and it's different for what their motivations mm-hmm. are. And I, and I like to speak, um, you know, anecdotally about like what I experience it with my students about what they see. And one of the, I mean, one of the biggest, you know, just like you think of the physical body is, is mobility, like, you know, being mm-hmm. able to, to move your body and, you know, I, I, so funny students will be, you know, the first time they're going to take a class there, I always hear, oh, I'm, I'm not flexible. I can't touch my toes. And it's like, so that doesn't matter. Like, that's how you do yoga. I think a lot of people think yoga is going to be really easy right away. Like, oh, of course I can, you know, take a couple poses, but it's not, it's not at all. And if we give ourselves permission to just, you know, kind of fail a little bit, um, it's that much more accessible. So, you know, the physical benefits of mobility, of flexibility, of building strength, of building, you know, breath and allowing your lungs to truly fill up. I mean, that's just, you know, on a, on a physical side of things. Um, and there's lots of studies around that ability to, you know, regulate your hormones and help with sleep. Um, Mm. and that's true of a lot of practices, meditation, um, you know, restorative practices where you are giving yourself permission to move into that parasympathetic nervous system. Um, outside of, you know, like those, which I think of as kind of like accepted reasons why someone might do yoga, there's also this element and really what I love about it now is this element of self-study of this time where you get to ask yourself hard questions, you know, do I want to do this? Do I feel safe here? Do I have memories or, you know, triggers or traumas that are coming up as I'm moving my body in an extremely physical way. So for some people that that comes much later, for some people that first class, they're like, you know, they're in Shavasta and they're crying because they are feeling the feels and that's amazing. Yeah. I love that so much. I love how you talk about it in terms of giving yourself permission. That is so beautiful because yeah, we, we don't, we don't right. give ourselves permission to be where we're at or to feel what we're feeling. And so to have that, that structured time or that structured ability, like, oh, I'm going to yoga class and this is the safe space. And this is where I can sit in whatever I'm in. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. be okay with not feeling okay. And yeah. I think I, have, I don't know if your audience is mostly women. My, my audience on my show is mostly women. And I like to speak a lot to this permission to take up space on your mat. Yes. Like we're so, we're just, you know, we want to be in these like little, little humans and like not have a big voice and like on your yoga mat, flip and take up that space, girl, <laughs> like take it all up and maybe a little bit more energetically, physically, like you do you. And you're so allowed to do that and then like carry it into your real life too, because that's amazing. Yeah. That's so funny. You bring that up because I literally just had somebody on the show, Caroline Aylward. She brought up that same. So her, her focus is on, um, like self-love and anxiety. And she, she brought up that. And I had never heard this. I'd never like had that frame of mind before, but it's 100% true that we are taught as women not to take up space. We're taught to be petite. We're taught to speak when spoken to, right? You don't Mm -hmm. speak up. Um, Just to be small in like every possible way. And Mm -hmm. her whole mission is, is what you're saying. Take up space on your yoga mat. Take, take up, I mean, be, be big. And she, she created this um, short film, which is, I'll send it to you. It's beautiful. It's called In This Body. 
Mm. It's a four minute long video of women in different movement poses. Um, and there she, it's not scripted. She just interviewed them talking about their view of their body. It's so powerful. So, so powerful. But I love that analogy on the yoga mat specifically because Mm -hmm. you, you, you have to, you have to take it with you. You have to bring it into your, your practice and kind of experience it. Yeah. That's so cool. You're the second person to bring that up. (laughs) I think it's like time for us to experience it. I mean, there's a lot of conversation around, I mean, in the sort of woo-woo world, in the energetics (laughs) world, that we are moving into this feminine stage, that we Mm. are, that we're, and not even like gendered feminine, but that we're breaking the molds about what femininity actually is. Like, it is not small and petite and quiet and, you know, all those things. It's, it's loving and it's fearlessly bold and probably what your past guest was all was talking about same things like we are really powerful individuals and we just have to to recognize that and I think yoga allows us to do that recognize that oh definitely because it's it sounds like you're saying that yoga is this like unique opportunity for self-reflection and self-discovery It is in my opinion. And I think, again, everyone has their different outlooks to what they want to use it for. Um, But yeah, there's, there's so many benefits. I don't know. We we could do again, another, let's do a lot of episodes together because I love it. I know you will seriously, like you're giving me goosebumps talking about this stuff because I just so, and I feel like I'm stumbling over my words right now because I'm so interested Yeah, I'm glad my brain can't like process fast enough. Um, But it's one thing that I I saw kind of over and over again on your on your website and and in your message is this idea of self care and yoga. Mm -hmm. Can Mm -hmm. you kind of speak to that relationship? Absolutely. Yeah. So this permission piece is something that speaks, you know, really um, really close to this idea of self-care. We as women, you know, a lot of us that are mothers or are just, I mean, truly just taking care of anybody, which we do as women are often putting other people first because that's the norm. I mean, that's like kind of that, that societal pressure that we would take care of all the others around us. And what we know about, you know, self-care and about truly investing in ourselves is that, we have to do that first because if we don't do that first, there's no way you can take care of other people. And I really discovered this um, when I when I had kids. Um, I was always very much a like a doer, like a type A individual, and um, could you know wanted the next job, wanted the next promotion, was going to have this amazing career. I didn't feel like I really honestly had time for kids. I was like, man, I don't. That's not that's not for me. <laughs> And how many kids do you have now? I have two, (laughs) probably (laughs) more coming. So it's good. (laughs) Um, It was yoga that really let me think to myself, but like, actually, what do I want? Do I want a huge career? Yes. Do I want kids too? Yeah. Well, why don't I have both? Okay, great. So that, you know, that original, like, (laughs) done, right? I'm just gonna make it happen. That self-discovery piece really helped. But then um, when I actually you know, had children and realized like, oh, there's a lot more to this than just like, it's easier said than done, right? (laughs) I have to, I have to care for them in in a huge way, in a deeply emotional way. That's when I discovered that if I wasn't in a good spot, if I wasn't giving myself just a little bit of respite, and I wasn't investing in my own well-being, my own energy, that I couldn't provide for them, Um, I have a really awesome story in terms of like when I kind of woke that power up, like, oh, when I invest in myself, I am magnetic. I can make stuff happen for my family, for the people around me. So when I was pregnant with my second daughter, her name is Aurora, which means Dawn, which is very (laughs) awake, right? Um, I was pregnant with her and I started to meditate and I hadn't, I had been meditating before, but not like consistently. Um, and I started, my body would just wake up in the morning at like 5am. I was like, all right, let's do this. And that was new. Um, and I started to meditate and it started to grow into a, a manifestation process where I was really thinking about her birth and like what I wanted out of her birth. Um, and my first daughter's birth was just 
it was a bit traumatic. It just wasn't as, you know, it could, it wasn't as beautiful as I always hoped it would be. She wasn't breathing and everything was fine, but like it was stressful, right? So all this fear in the yeah. background, all this fear about what this is going to be like as, you know, going through it again. And I started to write down and just take this time of rest and study and manifestation about I'm, this is going to happen. This is, I'm going to write it out. So I'm going to get up really early the day I'm in labor. I'm going to wear this outfit. I'm going to have this delicious breakfast. You know, the labor's going to be four hours and then it's all going to be just lovely, right? Well, it happened like from exactly as I had written it down every morning. And I was like, wait, what? This, if I just take these t- this time to really think about what I want and invest in this, this, you know, power that I have, that we all have within us, we can make stuff happen. It was awesome. Wow. That is incredible. So you, how long did you, I'm sorry, how long did you manifest that for before it came, before it became true? I was, I was about halfway through my pregnancy when I really was like, yep, this is what I'm doing every day. Like I'm, this is what my calling is. I'm going to do it. Um, and it's so funny too, because my daughter Aurora is just, she's so, so much to teach me. She's a very wise, she's two, by the way. <laughs> she doesn't say a lot yet, but she has so much to teach me. And like that, it just made so much sense that like, she'd help me realize that I had the power to make things happen. And if I believed in myself and I took fear out of the equation and again, self-care, I invested in my well-being. And, you know, people talk about self-care all the time, right? Like it's such a buzzy thing. It can be bubble baths. It can be getting your nails done, like great. But it's also like, you know, going to the bathroom when you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) And like eating real food. And so when we like make it this huge deal, I think it gets a little stressful. So I just think of it as, you know, how are we investing in our soul? Like, what does that mean? What does investing in your soul look like? So, you know, you are like after my heart, you know that because you're speaking to an OT and that's what we do (laughs) is, is bathing, like, you know, the basics, right? Like somebody has a knee replacement and I have to teach them how they're going to tie their shoes again, you know, just Mm -hmm. the, the simplest things. Um, so that's, I love that you have defined self-care in that broad spectrum of, of the things that you need to do every day. Like you need to go to the bathroom. You need to put your clothes on. You need to brush your hair. And then the things you want to do, you want to take a bubble bath. You want to, you know, have the, you, and then you kind of, you, you prioritize, you decide, you know, how am I serving myself and others best today? What are the things that, because maybe sometimes a bubble bath is a need. Maybe exactly. sometimes that, that falls into the need category. Um, and, and so, so yeah, that, that's so beautiful. Okay. So yoga is self-care. I mean, I think that's one tool that yeah. people have in their toolbox, right? If they want, if some people need yoga, I mean, there's times in my life where I'm like, I need yoga. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's other times yeah. where it's a fun, you know, again, jump around to Britney Spears, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love that. That was your first class. <laughs> that's so amazing. It was great. That is perfect. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I have to put I actually, on my, my work outlook calendar, I put in my yoga classes so that my colleague, even though I'm like, I'm out of the office, they know like, oh no, I really can't bug her because she's not, she's at yoga. She's not there. Right. Um, so I, I make, I make a space for that. Um, speaking of spaces. Yeah. I make a space for that. I I let yoga take a broom so that, um, not only is it a, a reminder to myself when I see the calendar, but it's a reminder to others. Like this is Steph's time. Don't bug her. Right. Yeah. So very cool. So what, so I know that you do some online services for yoga. How, how is that? And how are you navigating this like COVID space doing this yoga business? Yeah. I mean, I think we're all just figuring it out all the time. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm really grateful that I'd started my own business about a year ago. So it was pre-COVID and did I anticipate living online? No, I really didn't. But I'm so grateful now because it's opened a lot of new doors for me, for my podcast, for my audience in general. So right now um, I'm, I'm located in Minnesota. I'm teaching a few 
<clears throat> excuse me, few classes outside, like while, while we can, and then, and transitioning pretty much to online all the time. So I teach a lot of Zoom yoga classes. I have regular classes on Mondays and Saturdays. Um, and then as well, I do tons of really fun workshops around oh. some of the things that we talked about. You know, we've got yoga. I love astrology. So I love to infuse astrology into yoga classes and workshops and do a lot of that work. And then um, I take on mentors um, or mentees rather um, four times a year where we really deep dive into this work of self-care and like what that means, how can yoga work into it, how does astrology work into it. So it's, it's, it's really growing into this fun, fun practice and yoga is at the heart, um, but it's not, that's not the only thing. And the, the podcast has been, it's called Yoga Magic. Um, I started it in December and it's been such a wild ride. I don't know if, if you're like me, but I literally just was like, I'm going to start a podcast today. And then I watched YouTube videos and I figured it out. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Who knew, right? Yeah. But like, you're killing it. And like, that's the best part. It just feels so good to connect with people like this. And yeah. Yeah. I'm, and I'm I not- have been, I have been listening to your podcast and let me tell you, I have been down such a rabbit hole with astrology since listening Girl. to your guests. Same. I didn't know what a, a, it's called a natal chart. Yeah. I didn't know mm-hmm. what that was. And I have been staying up way too late reading about all of the, like, it's so easy to spend like hours just reading. <laughs> It's so validating too. And this, and this is coming from someone who grew up pretty religious. So like to get into this new world of like, is this, should I be looking into this? And now I'm like, Oh wait, it's all connected, right? Like it all makes sense. And, um, it feels so validating to be like, Oh, it's just my Capricorn moon. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Not excuse, but just reality. The f- like it's weird it's kind of eerie the way not eerie because that sounds spooky but it's just it's it's like I didn't expect it to be so accurate I know agreed same <laughs> and so that was kind of like oh there is there is something to this and I had oh like since since starting this this journey of kind of exploring moving from traditional medicine to holistic medicine and, and functional medicine, um, learning about the moon cycles and mm. how that plays a big role in our health. And so, I mean, it just, it just kind of makes sense that like, to me, it was like that ding, ding, ding. Okay. Like, th- you know, this, is, this is all connected. This is yeah. all connected and it's worth um, diving into and, and learning more about. What are your um, signs? What's in your chart? Um, my sun is Capricorn and my moon is Gemini. Mm, fun. Yeah. So I've just Love been, it. I've been reading. So many podcasters and like type A, like very driven people I feel that I meet are usually not usually, but often they're Capricorns. And my husband's mm. a Capricorn. I, I love a good Capricorn. So yay for that. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can relate way too well with Hermione Granger, like way too well. Oh yeah. She was for sure a Capricorn. We got to look up her birthday. <laughs> yeah, right. Make sure they got it right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so neat. Um, so are there, so I know you've got, okay, we talked about your online services, um, is there anything new and fun on the horizon? Well, to the next event that I'm doing, um, online, next kind of fun workshop I'm doing, it hasn't even been announced yet. You guys are the first to hearing, hearing this. Um, it's something called phases and I do it with a friend of mine who is a past life regressionist or like a past life oh. hypnotist. Um, and what we do is we do a little restorative yoga and then we do a pretty deep meditation to just connect with spirit guides and, and tap into past lives. If that's something that like is of interest, it's, it's a pretty cool event. It's happening, um, right after the election, just so we can all kind of collectively feel and think (laughs) and like have a moment. (laughs) Um, I don't know the date. I can't remember the date off the top of my head, but it's like that first week in November. So I can give you the details if you want to link it up. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That sounds really interesting. And I think everybody will need a little something after. (laughs) Talk about self-care, like let's all, I mean, honestly, at this point, I don't know how you feel, but I've, I've had to turn it off. It's just, it's sucking my energy so much that, yeah, let me just self-care in other ways. (laughs) I had a a friend, um, posted on, on social media. I thought this was hilarious. He was like, 
business pitch, a shock caller that shocks the <laughs> the debater when they interrupt the other one. It's just yeah, I know. Oh, the God. my favorite part of all of it was the was the like the media and their take on all of it after. I mean, they were <laughs> like, "What was that?" <laughs> I know. Oh, if, if the media is speechless, then <laughs> right, right. Kind of, yeah, I, I, you know what? I had a great time. I, I think I laughed the entire time. I, know. I just, it was, it was a show. It was, it was, it was entertainment, is what it was. It wasn't really a debate. It was. Um, kind of like an episode of Saturday Night Live or something to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, like a literally like a comedy skit. But, you know, that's why we do things like yoga and yeah. self-care and like and we invest yeah. in our well-being. <laughs> and that's why we're so freaking stressed. <laughs> I know, I know. Because this is what we've, yeah, we've got, there's just so much going on in the world. There's just so, so much. And it's easy. I don't know if you feel this way, but I think that sometimes as women, it's easy for us to take on the weight of the world. Oh, 100%. Take on like the mm-hmm. problems of everybody. Um, and that's actually, that's one of the reasons why I stepped down from the hospital. And, 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 oh, and this is something that I actually discovered during yoga was that after I had left the hospital is when I recognized how stressful it was to work in the hospital. And you like, you felt good again. And you were like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not funny. And I think, and to your point, like what you were saying earlier, I think some people feel, so I was stressed and I was so used to feeling stressed that I didn't know I was stressed anymore. Mm. And it took being away from that stress to be like, oh, I took work home with me every night, you know, cause you, you I watch people die every day, right? That's part of working in the hospital. It's just part of the game. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't realize that the toll that that took on me and my body and my spirit and my, my whole persona, like everything, my vibe, my energy was all affected by that. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of the people that I work with, and, and I don't know if you feel this way, but they feel bad for so long that they don't remember what it was like to feel good. And they right. just accept that, oh, like, I'm just going to be, I'm going to feel really bloated every time I eat. That's just part of life. No, it's not. It's not part of life. You can feel better. And then once you get to that space where you feel good again, it's, it's like, it's like, a whole new world. It's like bring on Aladdin and Jasmine and that magic carpet because it is a whole new world. Oh, well, I love that you say that too because I think I mean I've been through some some health struggles. I was listening to your most recent episode talking about just kind of the path that you took to finally figure out what to mm-hmm. do, and you know going through so many different doctors. And but at the end of the day, you kind of knew you knew what was going on, right? Like you found you figured it out intuitively or just through research or whatever. And, and that was, I've had a similar experience. Um, just hormonally things have been super off since I've had kids. And I, and I, because I do so much work in the body, connecting the mind, the body to spirit, I was like, you know, something is up. My heart, there's, my hormones are not back on track. And I had, I, you had approached it, you know, from the, the Western, um, medicine route first. And I kind of was the opposite. I went the more Mm. woo woo route first. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to go see my energy healers about this. Right. But like what I really needed to do was kind of find the middle. And, and that's what I eventually did found a naturopathic doctor Mm -hmm. and, and they were, they identified candida and, um, some PCOS symptoms and just things that like are very common. Right. But they can Mm -hmm. also wreak havoc on your body, similar to what you experienced. But I, knew this was the case because I was practicing yoga because I was doing meditation because I was in touch with, I know what it feels like to feel good. And this isn't it. Yeah. Oh, good for you for being able to like take self inventory and be like, which piece is not like the other (laughs) kind of play that. Yeah. So -hmm. were you able, did you do, did you discover, so I'm interested how you found Candida. Did you do like a, a GI map test or something or Yep. We did, um, I don't know if it was a map test, but we did, we were looking for parasites cause that was the original thoughts like, Oh, mm. it's a parasite. Right. But when we did the whole like stool stuff that all the testing, it came back as like, Oh no, it's definitely yeast overgrowth. Mm. Um, and, and I know like, as far as like birth control and all the things that can just like kind of throw your body antibiotics, throw your body mm-hmm. off that, that was very clear. I was like, oh yeah, I had, um, when I was breastfeeding, I had, what's it called? Um, I had to be, well, I had to be on antibiotics a couple different times for some like really common Mm -hmm. 
um, ailments and that just kind of wipes out all the good bacteria. And so anyways, the, this, the tests were very like very straightforward. Yes, we'll do this. And it's not as straightforward to kill. (laughs) Oh gosh, no. Candida's so hard to get rid of. Takes a long time. We did it. it. And like, it feels so good. It feels so good. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so, you know, if anybody, whoever's listening to this, I hope that you take away from this, that like you have intuition and listen to your body and advocate, advocate, advocate for yourself. And if your doctor's not listening to you, find one who will. Because, mm-hmm. or, or whoever you're going to go see, because y- yeah, you, you know, you know, your be- body better than anybody else. And like, you are the only constant in your healthcare. Mm-hmm. You're the only thing that remains constant because all the other moving parts and pieces. And that's kind of my deal. I don't really like specialists because, well, first of all, they only focus on one area of the body and the body just, just kind of like what we were saying with astrology, like everything's connected. Mm-hmm. I actually, uh, I went to, originally went to my OBGYN because I, I thought I was having thyroid issues and, and the lady, the nurse on the phone said, oh, we don't do that part of the body. And I was like, oh dear. Okay. And I kind of wanted to be like, well, you, you know, that the thyroid is like, that's hormones and it's really interconnected with your estrogen progesterone, which is that part of the body. Like and hormones are in your blood. Like it, they travel, but, but like, oh, okay. So it was just, it was like another, like, okay, you're not my person. Mm-hmm. It was, that was, that's equally as helpful sometimes, right. To know who's not your person, but um, yeah, such a tricky thing to navigate. How long did it take you to, but when you first had your symptoms to getting answers, how long was that? Gosh. So I'd gone a couple different routes for a while. Um, and I think it, when my second daughter, so it's been about, it was about three years of not feeling super well, digestion being really Mm. off hormones, just really starting to deteriorate. And it got bad enough that I was like, okay, there, I know what this is. There's only so much meditation I can do, (laughs) you know? And I think too, like, to speaking to my earlier point, like about manifesting what you want also like it's okay to go to the doctor and, and assess these things. Right. And to Mm -hmm. like be, you know, look at things in a lot of different views. So going to get blood work done. Right. And like still some, that was just like, Oh, this is, um, this is going to give me a lot of answers. And it totally did. And it took, I mean, actually took about mm, six weeks to really kind of clear it up. Candida diet is hard, but like, I knew I'm like, I can just, let's just do it. Just get it done with. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. It does take three years is a long time to not feel good. Yeah. And, and sadly, I think a lot of postpartum mamas don't know, you know, what ends up sometimes to know what feels mm. good. And so I guess like, if that's an area that I just was like, if you can tap into this, into these, into these tools of self-care and self-discovery, um, you'll know. And, but it could, I mean, three years, like in the broad scope of things is probably nothing compared to some people that just live in pain, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with what you said. Like there, I do think I'm not, I'm not against traditional medicine. I definitely think there's a time and a place for everything. Totally. And like, if I get hit by a bus, I'm 100% going to the emergency room. Um, but yeah, it, I, for like chronic things, like what you're talking about, mm-hmm. I don't think that it's necessarily the best first option. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does, but yeah, if you're, if you need your blood tested or something and, and that's the only way that you can get that, those tests, then definitely, definitely mm-hmm. it's worth, um, well, do you have, is there anything else that, um, I didn't bring up that you wanted to share with our audience? Just, I'm excited to chat with a fellow, you know, yogi of the world here, <laughs> wellness enthused, and, you know, if <laughs> listeners like, like learning about yoga and self-care and self-discovery, um, send them my way. And yeah, oh, definitely, definitely fun talking with you. I'm so glad we I, got to meet online. <laughs> I know. I love your, well, what really drew me to you, Ashley, was like the fact that you incorporate self-care into yoga. I thought that that was a really unique and important decision, like an important choice. And so mm-hmm. 
I, I was really drawn to that and, and, and I'm really, yeah, I'm really grateful that you took time out of your busy schedule to be on our show and definitely go listen to yoga magic. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> it's going to send you down rabbit holes. Like it did me researching different, different astrology and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, thank, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm really, um, I'm, I'm definitely gonna, uh, call you when I'm a first time mama, because I don't know how to navigate that space. And I feel like you are a pro at it now. Um, uh, <laughs> Nobody's perfect. You should <laughs> real life, right? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much. And uh, we'll definitely have you on again to talk more about all of the things that we didn't get to talk about today. Because you have thank so you. much to offer. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of Daily Detox. I am your host, Stephanie Center. If you liked today's episode, please consider leaving a rating and review. That really helps me to get the word out there about this podcast. Or consider sharing what you learned on social media and tagging me in it at Holistic Stephanie Marie. If you want to get in touch with Ashley, you can find her at ashleysundergaard.com. And I will provide a link to her website in the show notes. And her podcast is called Yoga Magic. I highly recommend you check it out. If you are interested in joining any of my classes that I mentioned before, please check them out in the show notes or at Holistic Stephanie Marie on Instagram. Wishing you all some calmness today. I hope that you learned some strategies, some self-care strategies that you can take with you and that you can incorporate to de-stress and to really enter this holiday season with the right mindset and, and really, you know, live the fuller life. So I will catch you next time. Our next episode will air on Tuesday. November 17th and I've got some really great things to share with you then. All right, until next time, be well and be kind. <laughs>